Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It With Matt Stewart on Monday the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Where we explore primates in popular culture from chimpan A to chimpan Z gets me every time. <laughs> this week on the show, returning to do you do something in between there usually? Well, no, that's fine. Okay. This week on the show, returning to the monkey house, we have comedian, writer, and co-host of the Batch Bitch podcast. It's Naomi Higgins. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Um, we also have a first-time guest, also a comedian, writer, and co-host of the Batch Bitch podcast, which I love, by the way. It's Danielle Walker. Thank you for loving it. <laughs> that was real good. Did you like that? Yeah. I love a Freaky Friday scenario. <laughs> Can you believe that happened just by us holding hands in a thunderstorm? Yeah. Is that how that happens? Oh, I haven't I'm seen pretty it. sure it's in a Chinese restaurant. That's what I meant. And it's a fortune cookie or something. Sorry. When I said thunderstorm, I meant Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Fortune cookie. Is that racist? What? Asian people are magic. That's yeah. The, that's the vibe I this get. This is that very moment. early. I think so, but very <laughs> early to have uh, problematicified a, I'm so a, sorry. a modern day classic. <laughs> it is a good movie. Is it? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but it, I'm sure it's very good. Mm. Does it have any non human primates in it? You know what? I'll look it up and I'll get back yeah, to you. Yeah, please do. Danielle, your first time here in the monkey house. Yeah. Um, I must. I imagine it's a real honour for you to be here. So we'll skip through all all that sort of stuff. What we normally ask first time guests: What is your favourite primate? My favourite monkey is the Colobus monkey of Rwanda. Great. Oh, a, a fantastic choice. Thank you. I don't think that's come up before. No. Well, I I did have to Google. Um, what it was called because I said it was a black monkey with a white shawl made of hair on its back. <laughs> made of hair? Yes. As in its, its own, own hair. Right. It hasn't killed a white monkey for the shawl. <laughs> it's a beautiful monkey. It is a beautiful monkey. I it's... think it's a real striking looking monkey. Yeah, mm. it's very fashion forward yeah. and minimalist, black and white. Yeah, Vogue. love that. Classic. <laughs> mm. You're never going to go out of fashion if you stick with black and white. No. Amen. Staples. Amen to that. This week we're going to be talking about the classic Disney film, The Jungle Book from 1967. Yes. And it 
It, it's not the first uh, movie take on the Jungle Book, but it's uh, Disney's first crack at it. They've had a, a few goes since. Yeah. But you selected this movie, Danielle. Why was that? Uh, because I loved it when I was growing up because my next-door neighbour used to love the Jungle Book and we'd always watch it in his bar. Yeah, his right. bar. He had like a bar. So he had a special room that he called the bar, which was near the pool. <laughs> And then um, we would, after we'd go for a swim, sometimes we'd go sit in the air-conditioned bar and watch the Jungle Book. <laughs> Home bar? Sounds like a swim-up bar. <laughs> my dad, me and my dad built a deck out by our pool with a Balinese pavilion. <laughs> my sounds mom, like you lived in a casino. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. My mum was obsessed with Balinese stuff and so we had like a pool shed um, which was made out of corrugated iron, um, which my mum... Um, sort of made it look a bit more barley by painting it hot pink and thatching the roof. No. Yeah. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Do you want to? Oh. That's I'll send you barley. a photo. And it is be- <laughs> it's because of this pool and bar that you like the Jungle Book. Yes, because, you know. Because you were the only one of the three of us that had seen it before. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. Were you- Are you guys not Disney, like, you didn't grow up with Disney? No, I grew, I, I grew up, I, yeah. I watched most of the 90s ones and some of the really old ones, like I'd seen Snow White and uh, Pinocchio and stuff like that, like the first yeah. era of them, I think. But, yeah, I don't know. I missed that. A lot of the ones around the 60s that I was reading about, yeah, I hadn't seen. 101 Dalmatians was... You haven't seen 101 Dalmatians? Uh, wow. I don't think so. I don't have a dog either, so... What the f... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a dog either? <laughs> I know, I'm a freak. <laughs> I'm a real big freak. You're all a dog. Yeah, I am the dog. Anyway, this is the story <laughs> of the Jungle Book uh, from IMDb. I mean, you know this already, Danielle, yeah. but this is for some people out there who might not have seen it. Abandoned after an accident, baby Mowgli is taken and raised by a family of wolves. Mowgli's As... a, a human boy. A human boy. He's he a man is. cub. He's a man cub. Uh, <laughs> As the boy grows older, the wise panther Bagheera realises he must be returned to his own kind in the nearby man village. Blue the bear, however, thinks differently, taking the young Mowgli under his wing and teaching him that living in the jungle is the best best life there is. Bagheera realises that Mowgli is in danger, particularly from Shere Khan the tiger, who hates all people, etc. You know, then they, I mean, the whole movie is basically about Bagheera trying to get Mowgli to go live with humans yeah. and, and the crazy characters Mowgli meets along the way. Yes. It's coming your way. One of Disney's all-time animated favorites, The Jungle Book. It's the unforgettable story of the boy who was raised by wolves, befriended by a bear, only to end up in the wildest adventure of all. It's a tale filled with excitement, surprises, danger, and fun. Walt Disney's classic, The Jungle Book. I just also remembered another reason why I was into the Jungle Book was because I did Scouts when I was growing up. And Cub Scouts, you're like a, a cub. And all the all the <laughs> Cub Scout leaders are all named after characters in the Jungle Book. Really? Is yeah. that that's a worldwide thing or is that just yeah, your no, that's place? A, I think that's a worldwide thing. Right. We would have like nights where you had to do like a Jungle Book trivia. That's why like some leaders would be called like Akela or Bagheera or Ricky Tiki Taki, who's a meerkat. It's a... <laughs> It's a side thing. Actually, it's not a meerkat. It's a mongoose. Sorry, it's a side. It's diff- It's not in this version of the jungle. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So that's yeah, a, fun a fact lot of for knowledge. Because this is the Disneyified version yes. of it, so it's quite mm. different from the original Jungle Book. And I might talk about that a bit later. But um, yeah, so you you love it, and rewatching it now, do you love it like you used to? It was a bit slower paced than I remember it. 
there was a lot of like, all right, <laughs> speed it up. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's plot heavy. No. It's literally just like walks place to place and someone's like, I bet but a wow. <laughs> and then you go somewhere else and they're like, I should be the bar. Yeah. And it was that for an hour. Yeah, and they we, were not in a hurry to get him to that man village, no. were they? No, yeah, it was he gave up very quickly Bagheera. So Bagheera, who actually discovered Mowgli in the first place, he brought him to the wolves. The wolves kicked him out after a little while because they're like, uh, you're gonna bring trouble from the tiger. Yeah. And then he just sort of jump started jumping around. Bagheera goes, you got to go to the man village. And he's like, I don't want to. He's like, you got to. He's like, I'm not going to. And he's like, all right, fine. And he leaves. Yeah. Well, maybe that comes fine, from. Fine, I'll leave this four-year-old boy to his own devices because he's been a little dick. <laughs> well, maybe when Bagheera first found him, he did say, he was like, if I had known how much hassle he would have been, maybe I wouldn't have saved him. So maybe he was just regretting his decision. Yeah, just, it's, it's kind of saying you just wish he left him to die. Yeah. Which is wild. And I guess he is a wild animal. Yeah. What could you expect from a uh, cougar? Panther. Panther, yeah. Cat. Cat. That's broader, which I like. Um, Can't go wrong. Uh, of course, people know that uh, panther in Spanish is pantera. So that's a fun fact there. See, a few of the animals outside the room enjoyed that. Your animals. <laughs> Why are they in? Wait, no, they're in the room. Yeah, they're yeah, in the There's yeah. got to be more out there. There's, yeah, this studio I'm recently has become bang, real. I'm not Bagheera. Yeah. <laughs> She's picking up dog cubs, though. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Scouts is, so they think the reason why it's called Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts. Not Scout Scouts. Right, Cub Scouts. Because, like, Joey's, Cubs, Scouts, Venturers, Rovers. And what? What? Are they different? Yeah, there's different levels. Oh, so they're levels of the same Well, they're like age groups as well. Okay. So like a Joey is like, I guess like a seven-year-old or something. Joey? I didn't know that was pre-cub. Yeah, pre-cub Joey. So you go from a baby kangaroo to a baby cat. Wolf, I guess. Wolf. Yeah. Cats aren't cubs, are they? They're kittens. Yeah. Cubs are dogs. Is that right? No, dogs are puppies. No. Dogs are puppies. Cubs are like bears, bears and wolves, I guess. Right. Okay, so you go from a baby kangaroo to a, I'm a... I'm a primatologist. I'm not a, a, okay. a, a bearmatologist <laughs> sure. or a kangaroo-matologist. So you'll so. know the baby name for primates then? Yeah. Yep. Little Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, well, I mean, that's what we've always called them, but um, I'm sorry, amateur primatologist. So okay. We do things a little differently around here. Uh, and, so th- and then you go to cubs and then you go to scouts, which mm-hmm. doesn't have an animal. Mouse that's like the real one. Yeah, I imagine that's like the original the one. Older and then one. How how long before <laughs> actual think, scouts are even looking? You're like, oh, come on, mate. I time to rovers. give it up. Rovers. Because I think I finished scouts, I think, when I was like 15 or 16. Wow. Oh, no, actually, it would have been younger. <laughs> no, it would have been like 14. It would have been 14 because I did. I, I don't mean to brag. <laughs> it. It's for me. It's a brag for you. It's a sad fact. Yeah. Um, but I, I was actually, I, I did my red cord, uh, blue cord, green cord, and then I got awarded my scout scouting medallion, um, which not many people uh, do. Um, Why not? Uh, because it's a really hard Naomi. Most people quit before they do it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this is our vibe. <laughs> um, this is what batch bitch is like. If anyone wants to listen in, <laughs> it's just us being mean to each other. It is, I mean, bitches in the title. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, that's our word. <laughs> Please, Danielle, continue. Sorry about him. Um, but then, that yeah, there, there were no ventures in our area, so I couldn't go up. Oh. Um, but then, yeah, when I got cut off at Rover. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're still doing no, 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 I got cut off at Scout because there was no. Ventures and then it's in my Ventura area. and then, then Rover. Rover. But yeah, I assume Rovers is like you're working a job, like you're finished high school and you're still doing Scouts. I think that's got to be. What do you do? That's got to be a loser thing. Yeah. I guess you go you on camps tie knots. and stuff. Oh yeah, man. I feel like I'm being mean. If there are any, what were they? Venturers listening? Ventures. Hey. Turn this off right now. It is not for you. This is a grown-up podcast. We're talking about cartoons and this is not. But, no, yeah, fair enough. Obviously, people need a thing. But it feels like feels like you should. You wouldn't you be graduating from that to becoming like um, Crocodile Dundee or something instead or you just go it alone? Surely it's just you graduate from Scouts and then you pack up a bag and you move to the Outback and pack never see anyone again. Pack up one of those, again. like. In a napkin. And yeah, napkin on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the classic sort of, what do you call those things? Knapsack? Knapsack. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. A sack made out of a napkin. Yeah, knapsack. <laughs> Any no, more and questions? And that's all this week. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear a bit about um, about the movie The Jungle Book Hell from 1967? Yes. Well, it was directed by Wolfgang Rietherman, which is my favourite fact so far. Uh, <laughs> The uh, only. <laughs> it's the 19th Disney animated feature film, and it was a huge hit. 19th. Yeah. 19th, yeah. So That's a lot. Yeah, they they really uh, what are the 19 films. pre The 18 jungle? previous. Oh, yeah, sorry, 18 previous. Uh, the one just before was Sword in the Stone, before that 101 Dalmatians. All hits, all classics. Sword in the Stone, so fun. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians, so fun. Would have picked those as well if they had have had some primates in them. Which they should. Um, something that we probably should bring up because we haven't really talked about many primates <laughs> so far. The main primate in this film is King Louis. Yeah. Mm. And King Louis was an invention for this film. It wasn't at all in any of the other Jungle Books. And orangutans. You mean the character? The character, yeah. Oh, you mean, okay. No, yeah, they didn't invent orangutans. <laughs> no, you said it like it wasn't in any previous Disney film, and I was like, I think you'd find that with a lot of characters. Yeah, no, sorry, it wasn't in the original uh, Rudyard Kipling yes. Jungle Book or in any of the previous adaptations of the Jungle Book. So it was the first time they brought it in. Not a, the only animal that's not at all native to India as well, so it's mm-hmm. qu- quite strange. But he hangs out with monkeys. It's just him and everyone else around him are monkeys who there are Indian monkeys, so that makes sense. But it's weird that they didn't think to check. I mean, they were writing a movie about singing animals. They probably were like, <laughs> fuck right. it. But um, Yeah, what about the cub, the, the man boy who's being raised by wolves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably got to that point. That's weirder. <laughs> It is yeah, Matt, you mentioned. really had a problem with, like, the snake doing hypnotism. You're like, they don't do it. <laughs> they don't do that in the book. Apparently, well, that's it. So the car, the um, snake, mm-hmm. what, like, they've just made a lot of bad baddies in this film. Nearly everyone apart from Baloo and Bagheera are sort of out to get the uh, Mowgli. And, no, and the, the vultures. vultures are good. Yeah. Oh, the vultures are pretty good. Which is surprising. But they me. were very quickly ready to give him up to the tiger. No, they, All right. they pulled Not him a- away. Then they did pull him away. Come on. That's true. They just flew away and they were like, run, what? why aren't you running? Yeah, that's true. i got to go easy on the vultures. <laughs> you um, do. They get in bad enough rap as it is. But Car the Snake. Very creepy. Well, yeah, played by the Winnie the Pooh voice, the classic Winnie the Pooh voice, mm. um, is just trying to hypnotise everyone, especially mm-hmm. Mowgli, and, and, and many times trying to eat him. But in uh, in the Jungle Book, the original of the snake, Car actually saved his life a few times when he was really? captured by the the monkeys and Shere Khan was going to take him down. Uh, the snake came and saved him a few times. So 
the snake in the, I think in the books is sort of at least in Mowgli the only other version I've seen <laughs> Andy Serkis's better version. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's played by Kate Blanchett the snake and um, yeah saves the day quite a bit. And it's more like just the it's almost like the jungle snake onified if you know what I mean. Does that make any sense? <laughs> no. Great. <laughs> Um, I'm sure people at home are enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Walt Disney, the the main man, Walt, the actual human Walt Disney, uh, was first interested in making something with the Jungle Book in the 1930s, but it took him until 1962 to acquire the rights. Oof. Um, and he it, loves hounding for the rights, doesn't he? He loves it, yeah. How long did he hound the writer of Mary Poppins for? Like 40 years? Yeah, quite a while. <laughs> And then uh, what she was, was her like, name? P.L. Travers or some PT, something, like something like that. J- J- J.K. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then it ended up being the last movie that he uh, oversaw, or the last animated Disney film that he oversaw before he died uh, in 1966 before it was even released. Oh. Wow. Yeah, 1966 Rip. also um, being a big year because the Saints won the VFL Premiership that year. They're one and only. <laughs> Who was your favourite player in that 1966 season for the Saints? Kevin Williams. Yeah. Mick Rewalt. Hey, not you bad. Somebody. Not bad. Um, so, yeah, it took him quite a while. And then when he finally did get the, uh, the rights, it was because of one of his right-hand men, Bill Pete, uh, Excuse me. Sorry. What? Yeah. Bill, Bill Pete? Pete. Bill Pete. No. He cannot be called Bill Pete. <laughs> Wait. Why not? It's just two blokey two names. nicknames. It's like, of course, that's your best man friend. <laughs> not even William Peter. It's Bill Pete. Bill Pete. Come on. You prefer William William Peter? Yes. You, all right. Well, William Peter. Too, too casual. He was he was a longtime animator and story man for. Uh, Walt, and he he was keen as on on adapting it for Disney. Are those his words? They're his words. Direct quote from him. Um, he he thought that uh, all the animals in the book would be great for a Disney film. Well, you know, he's like, ah, oh, talking animals. This is right up our alley. <laughs> That's smart too, because I was watching Danielle when we were watching it, and every time a new type of animal popped up, her eyes just lit up. Yeah, <laughs> I like love animals. You're an animal person. <laughs> Would that be fair to say you're an animal yeah. person? <laughs> Naomi, you hate animals. Is Notoriously. Right? Yeah. Apart yeah. from your two dogs that you got in this room. Yeah, I got my dog Tarzo and then um, got my godson Peppy too, both cavoodles. Wait, what does that mean, your godson? Um, I've just babysitted him a lot. Oh, you've babysitted him a lot. Okay. You invite me on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and then you disrespect me like this. This is from an article. I'm waiting for you to slip up now. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I put myself in the spot? Uh, by Craig McLean uh, from The Telegraph, and he was quoting a British Disney historian, Brian Sibley. What a specific thing he does. I should just slip up quick and get it out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> the pressure is building. Um, so he said that uh, when Disney read William Pete's, William Peter's script, uh, what he found was that the team headed up by Bill Pete had come up with quite a somber, dark, serious story, mm. much more serious than any films they'd done in animation since the days of Pinocchio. <laughs> An alarmed Disney had a bit of a confrontation with Bill Pete and the original story was junked and Pete left the studio in 1964. He quit. 
I'd love to see that original script. Yeah. Well, I think it was more accurate to the book. Oh, okay. Um, Apparently, a lot was riding on this film. In 61, 101 Dalmatians was a huge box office success. But the next one, uh, 1963's The Sword and the Stone, was a bomb. What? Really? Yeah, at the cinemas at least. Obviously, it's had a good run since. I've definitely seen it, which I can't say for a lot of movies from the 60s. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, animation doesn't date as badly, I guess, because it's... There's less of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it sort of does date, but it dates in a different way. It sort of feels like it's... it's it just feels a... like it's less quality graphics, I guess. Right, yeah. And also, I suppose, the way they talk. Like, it's very funny to hear the old and... Well, a lot of the um, voice cast in this film just played themselves, basically. It was one of the first films yeah. where... And and in this short documentary I watched about it, they, they were talking about it like there was a bit of criticisms at the time, like they were taking too many shortcuts with the characters because they were basically just taking well-known personalities and just put it, merging them with a bear. Now you got this. That's fun though. Ah. Baloo's the funnest. That's right. And character. now it doesn't. No one knows who. I don't know any of those people now. Yeah. So it's just like it feels like, which must suck for that guy. He's like, <laughs> I'm. I'm just for I'm generations now. I'm a bear. That's all I am to them. <laughs> um. So th- this is one of the reasons why Disney was um getting right involved with this. He'd sort of they were diversifying in the fifties, opened the Disneyland and uh, doing live action films. So. Uh, he he hadn't been as hands on with some of the recent films, but when that one bombed, he's like, "This a lot's riding on this. If this bombs, then maybe Disney might stop making animation films." Well, that's how they talk about it Oof. now. Mm. Um, What's going to happen? So he he got involved. He read the Bill Pete script and he scrapped it. He's out, right? So I went back to the drawing board, and this is. Back to the uh, Telegraph article, it says, Ever the perfectionist, Disney went back to scratch. He called in another vintage Disney storyman, Larry Clemens. Happy with that name? Yeah. Yep. I'm watching. (laughs) And a new team of creatives. His opening gambit was to give a copy of Kipling's book to Larry and his colleagues, says Sibley, the historian. Disney said, the first thing I want you to do is not to read it, which is weird. (laughs) Like, why are you giving him the book? It's like a test of... Here, have this food. Just don't eat it. You know, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, I, it's much more difficult to like see food and not eat it than to see a book and not read it. <laughs> All right. Like, okay. All right, yeah. Walt. I'll <laughs> not do that arduous thing. Arduous. <laughs> Love reading. <laughs> um, and the, and they started working with. And the, the, and the, oh, there you go. You. Idiot. I think you I work well him. under pressure because normally I would have slipped up way earlier yeah. than this. <laughs> I can see the panic in your eyes, though. <laughs> uh, they started working with the characters that Pete had created in his original treatment, but creating a much more upbeat, lively, freer, light in mood film. Mm. Isn't that clout? That is all classic sort of Sibley chat. That. It's almost too light, I would say. Yeah, it's so light. It's like nothing ha- nothing, nothing really happens. happens at all. A <laughs> couple of fun songs, but yeah. yeah um, you meet an elephant. You meet some people along the way. I think maybe that was my favourite scene early in the film and the, the the elephant stuff. That was good fun. Yeah. There's also such just so many clips. Like there was a clip of Mowgli just like walking, like yeah. he's going somewhere. You don't need to always show people like doing everything. Yeah, yeah. We could time. skip ahead. Yeah. It's like do you need to get this to 70 minutes? Yeah, this is fine. Was well, a couple of minutes less if you're reckon... like an officially a short film or what? Yeah, it could have been 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of. I mean, they even reused animations. There was what that part we sort of noticed. Yeah, what the hell? The snake sort of doing that accordion 
classic accordion animated maneuver. The whole part of the snake falling out of the tree, getting its tail stuck. Yeah. Just repeated. Just repeated it. I read somewhere that that's one of the director's um, trademarks. Really? Yeah. Isn't that a good trademark? Maybe he thought it was very clever at the time or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's deja vu. Right. Yeah, he would have. (laughs) I bet he had something like that. Yeah, Yeah, real clever. that's what he said. It, you know how that we, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know how we say Mowgli. Apparently, it's actually pronounced Mowgli, and Kipling's daughter never forgave Walt Disney for the mispronunciation because apparently, like, it was always written the same. Yeah, but normally the not they when they, they pronounced it wrong, and so apparently she never forgave him for that. Okay, now it makes sense as to why I say Mowgli because obviously they got taught that at Scouts, right, or something, mm. and then I was like, why are you guys saying Mowgli? That's an interesting one. Also interesting because this film came up after Walt Disney died. So she never forgave a dead man. You know? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people who don't care to pronounce people's names properly. Yeah, I think that's fair. Numni. <laughs> there, I'm real quick. I'm real quick. <laughs> Numni. All the time. People at Numni. No. <laughs> Respect me by calling me my name properly. Numni. <laughs> Whatever it is, I forget. I'm not going to take that time. Can you say my name, actually? Um, could you help? Naomi. Nay. Nay. Nay-o. Me. Naomi. Is that right? Naomi. Naomi. Sorry, I've only ever seen it written down. The music. So this is the Telegraph article goes on to talk about the music. So because of the restart with the script, they also had to restart all the songs. They had to rewrite all the songs. Um, they had got this guy called Terry Gilkerson. Oh. Sick name. That's mm, happy with classic. that name. Better yeah. than Bill Pete. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Poor Yuck. Bill. Um, so normally they'd write the songs in Disney films long before they write the script. They go, these are the key points of the movie, and then they write the film around it. Apparently, um, so when the film was scrapped, or the script was scrapped. They also scrapped the songs. Only one of Gilkerson's Gilkerson's song survived the cull, and that was the Bear Necessities. The Oscar nominated Bear Necessities. That's right, it was Oscar nominated. Yeah, I knew that. Did you read that off Matt's page? No. Okay. (laughs) Did she read it off your page, Matt? Yes. Yeah, okay. In a a real big way. (laughs) Felt violated. Stop looking over my shoulder. Um, Do your job. So he was replaced, Gilkerson was replaced by the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert. The Sherman brothers had worked for Disney for quite a while, but their big breakthrough with them was uh, writing the score for Mary Poppins. Is this P, P, is this, you know, in Na- oh. Nemo, how yes. they say P Sherman something, something Wallaby Way. Is oh. that why they've got his name in that film? Is that like a maybe to this, what's his, what's one of the Sherman brothers' names? Uh, Richard mm-hmm. and Robert. Probably not then. <laughs> Don't Wait, worry. You, it's not, a, it, it couldn't be R. Let me have a look. Sherman. I think Finding Nemo was. Oh, that was Pixar. Was that, that pre Disney? Pixar was owned oh. by Disney. Disney bought Pixar in 2008, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it was already out. Mm. Mm, interesting. Was Finding Nemo a musical? It wasn't, was it? No. What? Yeah, it was definitely P. Sherman. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. And that was... We all knew it was Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
the the Shermans were encouraged, or Disney was encouraged to keep uh, the bare necessities by a lot of the people who were already work, working on the film. They're like, we got to at least keep this song. Oh, amen. Which was smart because I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, the Sherman songs they did. For instance, King Louis' song. That was a fun song too. I like. Yeah, that that's song. been in my head ever since. Yeah, an hour ago when we watched the film. What's it called again? Uh, Walk like I you, be like, be you. like you, and that was with. Um, we watched a little video of the band who play the song Louis Prima. Louis Prima and his band are like a Vegas band. Some people say that it's there's it's a bit of a problematic character, King Louis. This is from the Wikipedia page. It says initially the filmmakers considered Louis Armstrong for the role, but to avoid the likely controversy that would result from casting a black person to voice an ape, they instead chose Prima, a white singer. Oh, great. That's so funny. I don't want to seem racist, so let's not hire the black guy. (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting way of going about it. Problem solved. Well, do you know the only thing I knew about Jungle Book is like one night I was stuck in one of those YouTube holes where you watch, it's like, uh, though it's like top 10 movies where blah, blah, blah. And it was like top 10 animations with racist scenes. Right. And it was like the shot. I didn't know that it was a white guy who played this ape. The kind of strange thing, they, they say they were trying to avoid that issue, but wh- why not just change the animal then if you're worried about that? Well, then we couldn't do this podcast, Matt, if it wasn't an ape. <laughs> but did, in general, do you like the music of this film? Yeah, yeah. it was fun. I it was mean, great. the vulture I love that. I don't care for. Uh, yeah, that was. Well, I bit, don't even remember it. Yeah, it was. But it, just it was. Nothing. It just took a long time, didn't it? Yeah, that was one of the Shermans. Get on with it. Yeah, yeah seriously. I, what? I was thinking that. Get on uh, with the it. I think the big banger from the top. I think the big, the big Louis one was my favorite. The jazz one. Yeah, yeah, that was a great song. So, you know, you're. I'm the soy. I'm. You're a soy boy. I'm not a soy boy. You're, you're the I'm proud, a proud boy. That's it. That's the opposite of a soy boy. Proud boy. Um, All right, soy boy, what else is going on? The music I think is, is good and I, I liked it because yeah, I'm not a huge musical fan but it feels like it wasn't overdone. Like there were pretty limited songs and they were all pretty good. Yeah, mm. it wasn't a full musical. I had it when, songs. yeah, the musicals where it's like someone asks a question and they go, well. <laughs> do, 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 and then a song starts like, oh, man, <laughs> just, just talk to them. <laughs> the more music the better for me. Right. Yeah, that was, this was felt like it was all pretty natural. The elephants' song was them doing a march. That... Well, actually, there is more songs than I thought, isn't there? Yeah. Bare necessities. Yeah. The elephant march, the King Louis one, then the vulture one, then Shanti's song. Oh yeah, Shanti's song was a was a bit of a bit of a snooze. <laughs> Are first. we going to yeah. talk about Shanti? Yeah, I guess so. We could <laughs> do it. So I can't believe. So basically, three quarters of the movie is. Is Mowgli or Mowgli bouncing around different animal characters, and they're sort of fighting over him. Some want to eat him, some want to be him. Some <laughs> <laughs> like all the best men. <laughs> well, like literally, uh, King, King Louis, Louis wants to be... wants to be him. Yeah. The the orangutans wanted to be him. The women wanted to be on him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one woman in the film, and she was like a mother figure. Yeah. So, so they went from. <laughs> Most of the film was that and then right towards the end, he's the whole way through he's like, nah, I'm never going to live in the man village. I'm never going to do it. And then he sees a lady like, and he's like, I'm going where she's and going. And he wants to you. fuck. It was like the last <laughs> three, four minutes of the film. No goodbyes. No. She sang a siren song and that was on purpose. They said, The writers were trying to come up with a happy ending for the film. They're like, how do we get him out of the jungle? And that's they, they came up with this idea. And at first the guy who they pitched it to is like, this is dumb. This is yeah. dumb. 
And then he was like, but then I thought about it. And I'm like, this is genius. <laughs> I don't know what changed. I'm guessing Walt Disney just said, well, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I think what happened is he went to a bar that night. Yeah. And there was a lady and she did some eyes at him. Yeah. And then he and was some like, karaoke. this is true. This could, this would happen. I'm going I'm gonna go live in the man village yeah. right now. I'm gonna follow wherever she leads. So she swaying she those sways away. Old hips. Do She's, we know how old? No, I don't know. Maybe How old is Mowgli? How old Mowgli is Mowgli? You don't want to be so hated sorry. by Rudyard Kipling's daughter if true, she's true. still alive. Okay. Ten years. You don't want to be haunted by that ghost. <laughs> Ten years old he Ten is. years old. Is it Shani? Shanti. So I did comment on this, but I was very surprised by the way when she walks away, how her ass sways back and forth like she's a sexy lady when she's clearly prepubescent. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice that. But oh, sure, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like her so- her song that she was singing was about about the circle of life. Basically, it was a pre-circle of life, circle of life song where she sang. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the circle of my life mom, is depressing. My mum's cooking in the kitchen. Well, this is literally what it is. My mum's cooking in the kitchen. My dad's out yeah. hunting. So I fetch the water till I meet a husband and I'm old enough to cook in the kitchen. <laughs> and I'll have a daughter. And, and I'll have a daughter and she'll water. fetch the water. It was yeah. wild. It's like, oh, that really makes life sound. <laughs> Real dull. Yeah. But, you know. Maybe hot. a simpler time. Yeah, simpler time. It is an interesting point you make. This was a simpler time because um, this film... Uh, was set and made pre nine eleven, and <laughs> I think I think um, you know there were we were more naive back then. We were making mm. films like this, and uh, you know uh, I don't think you could you'd see a film end in that way anymore. No, what do you think about that? I agree. Yeah. No, not since nine eleven. No, yeah, just... definitely not. Um. <laughs> What are the characters we haven't mentioned? Mo- so Mowgli or Mowgli mm-hmm. was actually, did you know he was played by the director's son, Bruce Retherman? Mm. No, seems it- like a... Nepotism. Nepotism, yeah. yet again. Only but- way to get into the industry. But this was because the original uh, boy who was cast in the role, the pre-production Died. took so long that his voice broke. His- oh, that's so That would have been a funny movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the first half or something is... Boy, and then he's like, I've become a man. Yeah, then he voiced the necessities. <laughs> I will live in the man village for I am now a man. <laughs> uh, you had Phil Harris's Baloo. Um, and he, so he, he originally, Walt wanted him to do it, and he's like, nah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I f- I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And then they, they, they bugged him about it. And eventually he's like, well, can I try it like this? And then he just did it as himself. And they're like, but perfect. Perfect, yeah. Um, that's all like lines like, I'm going to hit you right on the roof and stuff like that. <laughs> I think that was just language of the time. But it was real fun. Apparently they, they found that he, he just had a certain rhythm to how he talked. And then they would, so he was sort of dancing around as he was. Move the bear. Um, mm. Yeah. So it was good fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and they did animate a lot of the actors, the voice actors into the uh, animations as well. Oh, like the facial features. And yeah, stuff. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, just little hints towards that. That's cute. Um, There, there were characters that uh, were drawn that Walt, um, put a line through. There was a character called Rocky the Rhino- Rhinoceros, oh, yeah. but um, Walt was not having it. He said, we can't have two silly scenes in a row. He want- it was going to be straight after another comedy scene. Cause uh. he- and then he's like, no, two comedy scenes in a row. Can't have that. Yeah. So Rocky got the ass. But he, he looked like a-, a-, a cool, he looked like a cool, but I don't- are there Indian rhinoceroses? 
I'm, I'm not a rhino. Is this set in India? Is yes. There, are there deers in India? Oh, yeah. There was that deer scene. Bambi's mum made a cameo. Yeah, I left for a little while to get something to eat. And I missed... To get me something to eat. All right. <laughs> Naomi was hungry. <laughs> now was. you're making me sound like a real soy boy. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I was trying to make you sound nice, and I'm ruining your bad boy <laughs> reputation. Um, but you, uh, when I, I missed something about Bambi's mum. Yeah, Bambi's mum, she made a cameo in it. Turns out she's made cameos in heaps of Disney films. Really? Yeah. She's she... been cleaning up, man. <laughs> you do one good movie she and you can't set. Tease her. And she tries to ta- wants to attack her, but then something... Gets in his, he's like, oh, I just remembered something or something. Right. Like I don't exactly He gets remember. interrupted. Yeah. So because she's the one who dies at the start of Bambi, right? Yeah. That's oh, like. Plot twist. I mean, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was both. But it was in the, I think I was in the first few minutes. Yeah. No, no, me. Yeah, it is so, the premise of the movie, Yeah, that's the, really. oh, the premise. Because I think that, that does seem to be a, a real Walt Disney um, motif is orphaned children. Bambi was yes. one. Uh, Mowgli was one. Uh, Tarzan. Tarzan. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, oh. Aladdin. Cinderella. I think. Cinderella. Yes. Snow White. Dead Mum. The girls from Tang. Oh, uh, the girls from Tangled. Frozen. Ah, yeah, that's true. Dead Parents. Dead Parents. More what? Cars. <laughs> Is that true? Cars. No, I don't. Know. <laughs> Probably. There Is no there a Disney here. movie where they do have parents? Yeah. Uh, what about Toy Story? But that was Pixar. Was that pre-Disney? Yeah. I, th- I think Andy's parents might that still be That was like their or... first big movie, I think. Right. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. There's got to be some. I'm sure there are. Lion King for a while, but. Nemo's yeah. got his dad for a while. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't an orphan until like, you know, a good third of the uh, way in. 101 Dalmatians, all the Dalmatians have their mum and dad. Okay, there you go. There what go. about the stone in The Sword and the Stone? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it for forever. Yeah. Brave. Yeah, what I just said. Thank you. Did you just, I zoned out. No, I thought you were saying my comment was brave. (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were giving me a compliment there. Yeah, brave. Ariel. So mum dead? Yeah, her mum's dead. God, they always have dead parents. Yeah. But if you see um, The Little Mermaid, there's like a prequel and in that her mum's alive, but her mum just kind of looks like her. Right. Sorry, I've okay. seen a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, you're a big Disney head. Um, I've seen. You got a Stan subscription? My, I don't. I just got rid of it. But I have my favorite. Disney you just movie. got rid of it as they got a deal with Disney. Yeah, I know. There's gonna be more. I'll, I'll, I mean, you can always resubscribe. It's not like it's like a. No, one. you only get one chance to Stan. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need you, Danielle. <laughs> um. The Lion King two, I think, is the best Lion King movie. But um, really, yes, Simba's Pride. It. I love Simba's Pride. Really? Because isn't that, I'm pretty sure that's pretty badly canned. Well, I love it. The songs in it are the best. Yeah, right. Deception, (laughs) disgrace, (laughs) evil as plain as the scar on his. It's great. Oh, my God. That's the same is true of High School Musical 2 as well. So. Yeah. And uh, Step Up 2. I think we can all agree. Step Up 2? Also a classic. Godfather 2. That's got nothing to do with this. (laughs) <laughs> um, Sister Act 2, Back in Bring the Bring it on to. Yeah. But I think there's also a Lion King like 1.5 or something. I think it's called that. And it's Timber and oh. a, a Timon and Pumbaa's story sort of. About. Tokyo Drift. Yeah. It, it starts <laughs> off at Timon's um, meerkat tunnel. Right. So it's pretty cool. That's how you know it's cool. Yeah. 
It's got a song by Raven Simone in it. Oh. Raven Simone, yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. Is that okay, that's so Raven Raven? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's she, a she good get. She sings a song called Digger Tunnel. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is it about digging tunnels? It's about digging tunnels. That's yeah. so cool. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Why? Oh, we should have done The Lion King. Is Rafiki a primate? Uh, yes, we've already done The Lion oh. King. Well, we you... could have done The Lion King too. Why didn't you tell me? We could have. I mean, you. <laughs> you I said, would you like to do a movie and you chose this one? You should have pushed me in that direction, <laughs> mate. You should have known. I should have known that you wanted to do Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Yes. The Secret of the Ooze. So do people really not like that film? That was my first crush. Right. Well, I think that's... If the film, <laughs> Kovu from The Lion King 2, You were such a, a scout. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a cub scout. My first crush is an animated straight-to-video <laughs> movie. Was it straight-to-video? I'm sure it I'm was. I'm wikipedia it. it. He's a hot lion and actually loads of people have had crushes on him. That's a normal one. Yeah. You Nala need to chill as well. out. Nala. Yeah, no, a lot of people have Direct crushes on Direct-to-video. Oh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> 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 I guess I'm only into male lions. <laughs> Lion. Oh, they. Oh, yeah, lionesses are the girls. <laughs> Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I, yeah. di- I didn't want to mess up the pronouns, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I checked out. I checked out for like 10 seconds and you're talking about pronouns. <laughs> for the lines. Um, it was straight to video. And it was panned. Hmm. Why didn't people like it? I, I'm, it's funny when movies get panned. It's like, well, do the kids like it who it's aimed at? <laughs> yeah. The overall result is okay for kids who will enjoy the low humour provided by the comical meerkat Timon and the flatulent war old Pumbaa. I love a fight, But it could Jack. have been so much better. Yeah, right. They all, though, the, though most of the original characters and their voices are back, they all sound bored. <laughs> Brutal. It is wonderful. Danielle, you look so pissed. I think we should re-release it and see what people think now. Maybe it was ahead of its time. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, it is It is still released now. I'm going to watch That's it under true. a microscope. Good. <laughs> Fuck you. What, what do you mean good? Well, not under the, the, a microscope, but I would like you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean good? Just so we get a more in common. <laughs> Did did you know? Did you know this about the vultures in the film? Yes, uh, the Jungle Book. It's I a, did. They, oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, maybe some of the listeners do not. This is from IMDb. The vultures were originally going to be voiced by the Beatles. They look like I thought they were the Beatles. I told you this when we were watching it that they were based off the Beatles. I zoned you out <laughs> two months ago. <laughs> Honestly, you two are nightmares. <laughs> so. According to IMDb, um, Brian Epstein, Epstein, the Beatles manager, approached the Disney studios about having the Beatles appear in the film, and Disney had its animators create the vultures specifically to be voiced by the band. But when Epstein took the idea to the Beatles, John Lennon vetoed the idea and told Epstein that uh, to tell Disney he should hire Elvis Presley instead, which he oh, obviously didn't do. Oh, shit. Uh, so the look of the vultures 
with their mop top haircuts and Liverpool voices are an homage to the Beatles, or at least they already had it. It sounds funny to call it an homage when I was like, it was <laughs> meant to be them, <laughs> and they said no. So we just kind of did it anyway. But so what we're going to do one, the Beatles said do one Elvis vulture. Yeah, I don't. Well, were they being like, do the monkeys? We don't do movies. movies. Yeah. We're not hack like that. We're about the music. Why don't you get your little movie boy who shakes his hips to do it? Which is funny because they did so many movies. Did they? Yeah, they did a lot, like. They did movies with a lot of their albums and they even did animated movies soon after this. But apparently um, Richard Sherman, one of the Shermans, you know the Sherman Brothers fan? Yeah. You with me talking about the Shermans? Be Sherman. Yeah. Uh, he said, we thought it would be great to have the Beatles do it and we wrote a quartet for them to do it. We attempted even to write a song in a rock style. Wow, they went all out. I was going to say that song did not, I was like, oh, they're the Beatles. But then the song started, I was like, this isn't Yeah, it. I think they, they changed it out when the Beatles um, mm. said no. Uh, but he went on, Sherman went on to say, um, John was running the show at the time. And he said dismissively, I don't want to do an animated film. Mm-hmm. Three years later, they did Yellow Submarine. So you can see how things change. <laughs> oh, he's oh, Sherman, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> he, said, he said this pretty recently, like when he was oh, 85. Wow. So he's holding on. Another sure. vendetta against a dead guy. Yeah. Uh, see, well, that's, I find that fun. Like, it would be, it feels like it would be weird for the Beatles to have a cameo in that film for some reason. Yeah, but everyone else is a celebrity. That's true. We just true. don't remember them. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. Maybe because they were spending their time doing voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the kiss of death doing yeah. animated films like that. Mm-hmm. And they should have all done Yellow Submarine, that classic <laughs> film that we've all seen. <laughs> they, the, I, they said there were Liverpool accents, but they were not. One. Maybe one of them was. One, one. one sounded Australian. And, yeah, one of them was pretty much, I felt like it was one guy who'd heard an English person before mm. and then three who were like, I think I'll, I think I'll be able to do this. <laughs> Have you want to hear a tape of an English person? No, I've got it. <laughs> I've got it. I went to Australia once, so I think I, think I know. There's a few more fun facts here off the uh, IMDb page, um, including this. This is a real uh, fun fact, this one. Uh, Winifred is the only female animal to have any dialogue throughout the entire film, although Raksha, the mother wolf, briefly appears at the beginning. She never actually speaks. Is that Mm, fun? That's so fun. (laughs) To be honest, I'll edit that bit out. (laughs) If I have time. Don't edit it out. We love hearing about how women characters have been silent, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Rendering us speechless. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> you know the song uh, Trust in Me by Carr, the snake? Well, that was originally written for Mary Poppins. What? Isn't that what? weird? Oh, With the words changed. No. Oh, okay. Oh. So she was going to be very creepy. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, yeah, the words are the same. It was going to be weird I out of context. You. Little kids. Yeah, there were the original Mary Poppins was going to be about a cannibal nanny. (laughs) Nannable. That would be like that. What's that man called? That's funny. I like that. What? You know that man who was like he's he he was like he would nanny. Hannibal Lecter. No, but he he was like that. He he was like the 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 original boogeyman, whatever his name was. He would babysit people and eat the kids. What, in a, in a film or a real No, 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 real life. The guy who, that guy was based on an old serial Yeah, he ate, like, oh, I don't know so if good. Hannibal Lecter was based you think on him, but he ate, Ma- like, 400 kids Michael Myers? Nah. Does he have a babysitter? Let me look him up. I googled babysitter cannibal, but it's coming up with some recent stories, and it's upsetting when it just happens. Albert Fitch. You know Fitch. what I mean? Albert, oh. Yeah. 
You know him. Yeah, people ask for us to talk about him on Do Go On sometimes, the other podcasts I do, and I've looked him up. I'm like, I don't know if there's a lot of comedy in this guy. We do some pretty dark stuff, but Come on, it's this guy's real messed up. He's He seems like worse than anyone. He's got some cool nicknames. Uh, the do Werewolf crush on him? of Wisteria. You. The Brooklyn Vampire you're and talking, the Boogeyman. You're talking like you have a crush on him. I just think it's interesting <laughs> and I you should do you an episode about it. I'd listen. You love him. I don't love him, Naomi. You love I him. I just like him. I'm telling God, you God, don't That's tell so him funny. I said that. I'm telling him. So embarrassing. Nah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll look into it again. I just don't know if I want to know that much about him. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. I, I don't want to know about That's your boyfriend. Daniel's I'm boyfriend. sorry. Come on. Seriously, do the investigation for for me. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to do all the asking. <laughs> you do it. All right. <laughs> she wants to remain demure. <laughs> so well, this is from the IMDb. Maybe this puts it a bit more succinctly than I did before about <laughs> why uh, it says many cultural scholars, including Anthony Edward Shiapa and Susan Miller and Greg Rode have singled out the King Louis character as a particularly offensive ratio racial stereotype <laughs> for appearing to be African American, especially given the political and civil rights climates in America during the time of this film. But then it the next then it says, uh, however, he spoke in Louis or Louis Primer's normal voice, and like most of the characters, had a physical resemblance to his actor Primer being a white man of Italian descent. So they're sort of saying that. Yeah, but they meant for it to be yeah, well, Louis Armstrong. Well, that was – I've read that somewhere. In this article, didn't make any mention of that. In the <laughs> documentary I watched, they didn't mention Armstrong at all. So, oh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. it's Isn't it – yeah, okay. Um, Do you reckon Louis Prima is related to the person who owns Prima's. Prima Meats? Oh, Prima Meats. I was thinking of Prima Juice, juice Boxes. boxes. <laughs> ah. Mm, She's what an empire. Maybe both, yeah. Vegas. Vegas singer. Uh, meat man. <laughs> And juice box guy. Oh, the triple threat. Marry me. <laughs> will you talk to him for me? Yeah, I will. Oh, my God, you guys. Keep it in your pants. Uh, here's my final fun fact, and it doesn't get any funner than this. I mean, how, how fun have these facts been? Uh, so it's fun. so fun. I might have mistitled these as fun facts. These are facts. facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both Bruce... Post. Oh, all right. Oh, all no. right, you fucking idiot. Both Bruce Reitherman. You coward. And Sterling Holloway, <laughs> who star as Mowgli and Carr, respectively, mm. are enemies in this film. But ironically, <gasps> I don't think it's ironic, but ironically, <laughs> in Winnie the Pooh, they play Christopher Robin and Pooh, respectively, as best friends. Isn't uh, that ironic? Yes. Is it? Ah, I think it's, it's fine. It's well, a, I mean, irony um, is... Is it ironic or not? It's definitely fine. It's fine. They're voice actors <laughs> it's a who fact. for the same studio. So. Yeah, that might yeah. happen. But <laughs> you know. Anyway, I'd be the... I hate people who pick on a thing because of a word like that, and now I am that person. You are. It's a bit ironic, really. It is ironic. It, don't you think? <laughs> As I know that word to be, yes. Yeah, which just means... Anything. You know, anything you want it to mean. That's what I love about it. It's what what are you seeing it? You know? Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Yeah. Do you have we normally give the <laughs> normally give the film a rating um out of bananas. However many you think are in a bunch, how many bananas you give out of that bunch. 
And how ripe are the bananas? When did this happen? Six, six. <laughs> Since you were here last okay. week, I guess. When did you start calling it Monkey House too? Like it maybe more recently. Oh, yes. Bit of fun though, right? <laughs> too much change for me. I'm a uh, creature of habit. I'm going to say six bananas quite overripe, ready to be put in a banana cake. Right. Ready but you to... like that. Or you no, don't. I like my banana. Sorry, me and Naomi have talked about bananas before. Okay. <laughs> Naomi likes her bananas. Sorry, there's history. <laughs> Naomi likes her bananas not ripe. No, I don't. Well, you said you like them a bit green still, don't no, you? No, I don't. You said? I like mine yellow still, <laughs> obviously, with just like a few brown speckles on it because then they're like, you know, they're like ripe. Right. Yeah. They're not like just just re- just past just- perfect. No, perfect. <laughs> yeah, past perfect. I like my bananas perfect. You don't know what perfect is. Yeah, all yellow. No no green, all yellow. I think I know what you mean, but you're saying ready to go on a banana cake. No, yeah, I'm saying for, for this, this movie. Right. They're overripe. What yep. I classify as ripe is yellow with just starting to get a few yeah. I think that, I think it. well I think you might divide the audience and I'd love to hear their thoughts on this. <laughs> <Okay>. Message me. <laughs> I'll respond if I want to. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think it's somewhere around there. I think that's pretty pretty classic. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I like mine real green. Really? I like to no, feel. I, yeah, I like I like to feel. So you like no flavor is what you're saying? Yeah. I like my body to struggle to process it. Yeah, oh you like God. to put in the extra effort just to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to have to have a knife to, like, oh. carve it down. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few bananas in <laughs> this film as well. You've grossed Don't. me out. Sorry. Well, I want to talk more about it. that cannibal serial killer. That's about <laughs> the way you eat your bananas. <laughs> well, that wasn't true. I like them yellow. That's, okay. that's true. Good. Oh, really? what do you, how many bananas do you give it? I'll give it one ripe banana. What? One ripe. Out of how many? How big's your bunch? I like thought, seven. What, so... Seven. But I just mean like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, it's it's as good as one banana. You'll eat it, that's fine. This is, this story isn't going to stick with me. The music was fun, but this is, I don't know. One out of six. That's I don't bad. think we've ever had a review that low. No, it's just that's. Potassium. Naomi's a In negative bananas. Nancy. I didn't say out of seven, I'd rate it a one out of seven. Well, you I mean, said out of bananas. That's kind of what, what it is. So. <laughs> that's I mean, it's. I mean, I don't care about this film. If it makes it easier for you to do, pretend they're not bananas; they're stars. Mine was out of ten bananas. Six out of ten overripe bananas. Your eyes are so wide. Yeah, I'm <laughs> angry at you. How dare you give it one? One out of six. I'm just imagining it as bananas. Yeah. You can't create this scale and then tell me I'm wrong for interpreting it. It feels like I'm the only one who can do that. <laughs> What would you rate it, Matt? I reckon I'd give it maybe like uh, four bananas that are pretty good to eat. Not perfect, but pretty good. Maybe slightly overripened out of seven. Okay. That's that's good. Why are you kissing Walt Disney's ass? He's dead. This isn't about Walt for me. Uh, this is about so much more. And that's the irony of it, I guess. <laughs> if I understand that word correctly. Am I using yeah, that yeah, right? Yeah. Am I using that correctly? The other thing we like to do at the end of the episodes, which I'm sure we used to do when you've been here in the past, yes. Naomi, is we uh, look at the primate on screen and, and as a percentage say how much of yourself you see in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, scientist and, and regular guest on the show, Andy Matthews, uh, told us once that 98% of humans' DNA is shared by chimps. So how much of you is shared by King Louis? Uh, it's a big question and it's the kind of question without notice it might I think 30%. Okay. There's a lot of like 
We both love to to sing. Yep. We both want to use fire on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> we can recognize a bear is dressed up. Yeah, once eventually. We slap off some of the costume. Yeah, there's a scene in the movie where Baloo the bear uh, dresses as an ape. Yeah. Using a coconut on his face. And yeah. King Louis, and and this is something skirt. that you see in yourself. King Louis had to wait until the coconuts fell off his face <laughs> before he realised, oh, hang on, that's a bear. And, th- and that's what you think would have happened if you were King Louis. Yeah, it'd yeah. be a while, but eventually I'd be like, something's not right here. Yeah. And it would when, it would be when I saw the snout of the bear. Yeah. Yeah, that bear looks. <gasps> that it's a bear! bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30%, that feels like, that's yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. How about how about you, Naomi? I'll go sixty percent. Yeah, because I'm also a jealous little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> just always comparing myself to others, but pretending it's fun. You want to walk? You want fire? Yeah. Um, but you have both those things. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So just his vibe, not like not literally. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, that's the forty percent is the literal stuff, probably. The forty percent is I I know how to light a fire. And yeah. I have no interest in it any further. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I like I like King Louis. Uh, he seems like a seems like a fun person. I love that song. It's very catchy. Uh, I'd say I'm maybe about about seventy four percent. Well, yeah. Why uh, that but, specific? Uh, well, I've, I think about fourteen percent is red hair. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's DNA. That's science. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then the other sixty is uh, just sort of like I don't know. It's a it's hard to describe. It's like a je ne sais quoi sort of yeah. quality. Yeah. I think. I get that. You guys are quite high then on the ape scale. I thought I'd gone high with 40. Well, I mean. But you've gone way higher. Yeah. No, I. I, I see where you're coming from, Matt. Yeah. I mean, the, what, what I don't uh, have. What, what I don't have is. He literally said je ne sais quoi. I have big, long arms like him. Kind yeah, of like, you got that red. Got a real red thing beard. going on. But I, I don't, I don't, I can't sing, and that's where I, that's where the score fell down. Otherwise, I'd be up in the nineties. Yeah, put, put your one. fingers around your lips for a second and do a trumpet. Perfect. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe seven. Why are you pro him having a higher percentage, but like anti me having a higher percentage? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just anti you this episode. Yeah, you are. We're, We're going to talk about it. <laughs> We're going to have a talk. Because we had some interruptions in our viewing of the film, you asked for subtitles to be put on. Yeah. And did you notice during the song it said, uh, at one point it said, um, singing gibberish. Yeah. That was, that was the subtitler's version of scatting. <laughs> Singing gibberish. No, they had scatting in other areas. They oh, said, did they? They said sing scatting style in brackets as well. I think I think gibberish is different to oh, scatting. Right. I think scatting has like, maybe that's be not like scatting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, clearly Louis Primo was having an off day that <laughs> yeah. day, and they're like, Call "We're not going to entertain this. <laughs> Get out of here, Louis." <laughs> well, that so that brings us into that segment, uh, which is the whole show basically, but brings us up. To another great segment, maybe everyone's favourite segment on the show. It's the mm. primate sporting mascot segment on the show. Ooh, oh. you a sports fan, Danielle? Uh, Not really. Not really. Ever get in a mascot? You like some sports? I like the UFC. <laughs> UFC. Do they do mascots? I don't really do. Uh, they. No, I so, mean, there's anyone... like this guy. 
<laughs> his, his name's Jacare, and he's always got this guy behind him who's doing this like alligator chomp chomp with his arms crazily. That sounds. Cool. He's got like a friend who's just way too into him doing that in the background. All That's the time. fun. Yeah, that feels like, more like WWE or something like sillier, yeah. big personalities. But I guess UFC is kind of. It's pretty silly. Pretty silly. It's my. I I quite enjoy the just them being ridiculous to each other the most. Yeah. Have you gone? You love the drama. I do love the drama. It's my favorite. (laughs) Do you like? Yeah. So you like the Conor McGregor sort of trash talking stuff? No. She does not like Conor McGregor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing Naomi knows about me, no, I'm. It's that Conor McGregor does enough cardio, (laughs) and he's still not that good. (laughs) No, I just kind of, I just like the silly, the silly side of it where people. I don't know, they're just like they're saying like stuff about each other's like family and stuff, which is kind of fun and silly. Right. Yeah, that is fun. I like trash talk is fun when they're doing it in a fun way. Yeah. Um, mm. So this week's Primate Sporting mascot, I've been running really low. I've stopped doing it um, most weeks because there aren't that many Primate Sporting mascots out Matt. there. But I, was, I received a private message, a DM uh, tweet by a Brazilian named Patrick. He slid in to my DMs <laughs> and he said, How was that I, for you? I, I hear you're running was, It was a, it was great because <laughs> he, he's given, he found this uh, primate sporting mascot I hadn't heard of. And this is what he wrote. He wrote me a whole mini report on it. He said, the macaca, female <laughs> monkey, is the official mascot of the Brazilian football team Ponta Preta. Ponta Preta was founded in 1900 and is one of the first official teams of Brazil. And the first team of the state of Sao Paulo. Huh? Ah. This- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, it, I mean, the, the origin of the mascot is a bit controversial, he says, because it started as a kind of protest against racism. Said uh, Ponta Preta was the first team to accept black players on their team. And with that, rival teams would call Ponta Preta players Umbando de Macaco, a bunch of monkeys. Oh. That's um, rude, and <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, he says uh, he says it was a very racist time in the early 1900s. Like, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> but he true. said, but instead of getting getting insulted with that, uh, they flipped it around and said, yeah, oh, they they chanted back, "You will be defeated by a bunch of monkeys," and then they became that became their mascot. Ah, reclaiming. Yes, it's like slut walk. <laughs> Uh, and then since then they've <laughs> no comment from Matt on that one. <laughs> since then, slut walk. What do you? I mean, yeah, I can give you a comment if you want one. I would love a comment. I think it's a very complicated thing, and I got to get got to get educated. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What a soy boy! <laughs> I will cancel you at the drop of a hat. Oh my god! <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> You knew it was coming one day, man. Yeah, they'd come for me. Uh, no amount of soy in the morning will ever protect you from this. That's true. This is going to be a hard edit. I don't know how much of this to leave. Normally I try not to edit at all. Just leave all the soy boy stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. And cut out anything unfunny either of us say and make us look, yeah, like real good. Yeah. And leave everything unfunny you say so that people can like, it's like, you know, highs and lows. Yeah. yeah. 
with us being the highs. Yeah, because when while they're laughing, they don't want to miss something funny. Yeah. So when they're laughing at something that we said, put in something unfunny that you said for them to calm down oh, and okay. they're ready for the next for They're ready laugh. for another zinger from us. <laughs> little, little palate cleanser. Even if the, like, it, it yeah, doesn't like make sense. Yeah, like a water cracker. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I'll give you that. The uh, more you cannot make sense, the better for us. Okay. Yeah, if we're honest. Well, I mean, if, if everything I've said that didn't make sense in this episode, that was me being an ally. Okay. Um, <laughs> we agree. I love mediocre men. <laughs> we give a thumbs up for Matt Stewart, everybody. <laughs> we give him 10 out of 10 ripe bananas. O- honestly, I'm going to lean back <laughs> and let you all lean in, okay? Thank you. Just take up space. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I've... Let's spread our legs. <laughs> okay. Like man spreading. Oh, not- okay, yes. Oh, okay. Danielle. <laughs> Although that can also be empowering. There, There is a bit of this uh, sort of, fe- uh, he's made a b- bit of a Spit feminist point. Said it's not known exactly since when she was the official mascot, but in the early 2000s, the organized crowd of Ponta Preta started to use a gorilla also as a symbol <laughs> Since the male fans that make the bulk of the football fans couldn't identify with the female mascot because what? men, <laughs> that's what he said. But they couldn't identify with the female monkey. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, oh my god! I need my monkey to be a man. <laughs> I just don't see myself in that lady monkey. <laughs> Uh, so in and then in 2015, the gorilla became also became an official mascot for the team, uh, along with two twin siblings, a male and a female. Oh, thank God! He had with macaca, so they're in, interspecies breeding there, gorilla and a monkey. What is so that? Well, can so, that happen? No, <laughs> like they're quite a way apart, monkeys. But and, so did it know. happen? Because they had twins. No, it's their mascots. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like they're fictional <laughs> mascots. Sorry. Monkeys. No, no, that monkey isn't isn't a hundred and fifteen. I don't know. I sorry, I got zoned out, but also I did think that they had real monkeys for these mascots. Uh, maybe uh, they did it at times, but yeah, no. Ge- as general, you know, like the. So this is hypothetical that they that these two fake mascots had babies. Yeah. What is this? I know it's weird. It's one of the weirder ones I've come across. Oh my god! Just keep they're, one mascot. They're all a bit weird. No, when it's they... girl. <laughs> When they try and make backstories for from it, it normally end up being a bit odd. Yeah. And this is no exception. No. And he also says it's also very common in Brazil to refer to any primate as a monkey, even even though they have a, a wide variety of primates, including apes. I mean, people do that here. So that their monkey mascot actually looks like a chimp. So People call any primate a monkey here, though. Do you know what I mean? They do, yeah. That does happen a bit, and even yeah. in the in the Jungle Book that happened, uh, I think King Louis called himself a monkey, and then Shere Khan or maybe the panther called the panther called um, them all apes, and there was only one ape. So pretty <laughs> idiots. Pretty silly, big era. To be honest. <laughs> uh, now this brings us to the final and everyone's favorite segment of the show, which is the Patreon shoutouts. Um, we have Patreon supporters, if and if you want to support this show as well as do go on uh, the sister show of this and book cheat the other sister show of this show and batch bitch uh, yes and batch bitch which we should say is now in the uh, Planet, Planet Broadcasting, Broadcasting Network. Family. Network. 
so good to place. have you in. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome aboard. I still have to technically move our podcast over. I have a lot of admin to do. That's fine. I would oh get God, Danielle to do in it. Charge. Oh, my God. <laughs> the last thing Danielle did was lose a podcast. I I lost my computer broke, so I've got, I lost a podcast because of that. You lost a pod. Yeah, I lost a pod. I don't think it was very good, anyway. So it's fine. Yeah, to be honest, we need to stop. You didn't have a guest, recording. did you? No, no, no. Uh, we never have guests. That's it. Yes. Would we have? We would never have a guest. Oh my god! <laughs> Yuck! Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> People just want to hear us. <laughs> Matt, get out of it. No, fair enough. <laughs> you idiot. We're not having you on, Matt. Stop begging. <laughs> That's brutal. Um, stop leaving us messages. It's okay. not happening. I'm not going to stop, but uh, I'll, I'll. We'll tell the authorities. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Okay, thank you. Uh, so if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash pod. Uh, and if you do, you get rewards like bonus really? episodes and other things. So they support the Dugon Patreon. Our mini network. Oh, you have a network within a network? Yeah. Oh. Babushka style. Mm. Uh, so Ruse said, uh, so patrons get to tell me their favorite primate, and I'll read a few of them out at the end of the show. Uh, Ruse wrote in saying, my favorite primate is the fat-tailed dwarf lemur. Ooh. It's the only primate who hibernates, and that really speaks to me. <laughs> it's also a super cute primate, maybe even the cutest primate. They are, as the name implies, uh, both very swole and very thick. (laughs) (laughs) I see 95% of myself in common with the fat-tailed dwarf lemur. I like that. See, they understood the whole thing there. That's a high percentage. That's high percentage. Yeah, I did not think. I thought we were asking when you asked that how much of that, that monkey's DNA you thought made up your DNA. Yeah, right. So I thought, You're going science. Yeah, I thought scientist. 40% was very high. Yeah, because it was science. Like 0.02% or something. Well, I think you'll be surprised. I'm pretty sure, like, can you look up how much we share in common with a banana? I think it's higher than 40%. With a banana? I think so. I might be A banana's wrong. a herb. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying it was a herb, like you were gendering the banana, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, that banana is a her. <laughs> you really are a soy boy, aren't you? Yes. Gender this, gender that. Oh my god! I, am, I I think my soy boyness goes up two or threefold when you're in the room. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you make you me on edge. Yourself. I get heated. Yeah. I mean, you also you threaten cancelling every time I see you. It's only because I know I'll you. eventually get cancelled. <laughs> um. Uh. The fat-tailed dwarf lemur. I have to agree. Is thick. Look at that tail. Oh, my God. That's cute. That mm. is a great looking. Mm. That looks it's, like a possum. It does Big look eyes, a bit of possum about it. tail. Can you Google the check to make sure this is a primate? I'm going to call him out. No, <laughs> lemurs are. Lemurs yeah, are. I was just having fun, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> lemurs are. Stop having Please. fun. This is not a place for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, people should uh, check out your, uh, your TV show, which really – ties in nicely to all <laughs> this kind of stuff we're talking about. It does. In it what spoofs, way? It spoofs hard on it. Oh, on woke culture. Yeah. Yeah. In which, and around all that bullshit. Yeah. Which is, depending on what you want me to say, good or, or bad. Say, make a definitive statement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's complicated. That's correct. Um, uh, Matt is just dropping it because he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a farmer. And you do a great job. The role I was born to play. In it. Have I already talked about you in it? You've talked about it on Bad Fish, but you can talk about it here too. Yeah. 
Uh, what is it? The that one line that it took you a few takes to get oh, right. What was it? Do you remember? No. So Matt had a line, and was it was it the first line? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was the hope you don't mind getting your hands dirty. Right. And I was watching on the split, and then you just kept saying it, and you kept raising your eyebrows at <laughs> yeah, this yeah. young girl. <laughs> oh right, yeah. I mean, she's like nineteen, but um, but yeah, and, and every. <laughs> And then I remember the directors went across. after you and before they even said anything, you were right. like, I know, I don't know how to stop it, man. <laughs> and I think it was like 13 takes. Was it really? Yeah, it was funny. It was just the first one. I just, um, yeah. But uh, I think there was some direction in there that was was good. But like just make it smaller or something. <laughs> like, stop yeah. Stop raising yeah. your And then I'd do it again. Yeah, the, like the first time they told me, I'm like, yeah, right, of course. And then when I kept doing it, I'm like, well, this is just a weird muscle memory thing I got stuck into. Now I'm doing like real big eyes and don't like real no, cartoony. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then you did a great job. You were very funny. Yeah. It was, and everyone was like, oh, he's great. It would have been good to cycle back to that first scene and do that again. But anyway. <laughs> you got it in the end. Got it in the end. <laughs> Uh, Chris Kerr, a patron, said his favourite primate is the black-handed spider monkey. The Toronto Zoo has a few spider monkeys, and they just entertain me so much watching them jump and swing around. I think it's the lanky arms that get me. Wow. They are cute. Spider monkey. Spider monkeys are great. That's what Edward calls Bella in Twilight. Is it really? Yeah. He says, hold on, spider monkey. That's like a term of affection. Um... I, th- I guess just so. because she had to hold on because he was going to, like, run really fast and she had to cling on like a little spider monkey. Oh, does he have vampire speed? Yes. Is that a thing? Yes, it is. Vampire speed. Oh, he had vampire speed. <laughs> I just speed. watched all the Twilight <laughs> films. Right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Are they any good? Because, I mean, I used to think that Harry Potter would be no good and now I really like those movies. Oh, um, I. it depends. Are you a horny 14-year-old girl? No. Mm. Have you ever been a horny 14-year-old girl and it's nostalgic for you? No. Mm, probably not up your alley then. <laughs> Let's save me some time. Uh, Quite Andy, a lot of time, I yeah. have to say. What is it, six? Four. Five? Four. Four. Five movies, four books. You know, they always do they always, that. Yeah, they get towards the end they're like, oh, how do we yeah. squeeze a little more out of this? Uh, Dr. Amy Gibbs writes, uh, her favourite primate has to be Coco the Gorilla. Who passed away this year, Classic. age 46. We're going to do a full episode on Coco at some point. Well, that would be last year now, I think. Mm-hmm. I think she wrote, wrote in in 2018. Famous for her sign language. I always loved her because she loved cats like I did. I remember in primary school being in love with the picture book Coco's Kitten. In fact, she had many cats that she chose, named and cared for over her life. I don't want to ruin this. Did she not kill one of the cats? Probably in an anger in an angry rage. You can still love something and kill it, Naomi. Oh no! <laughs> what do you think, Albert Fish didn't love those kids? <laughs> <laughs> he loved them so much he wanted to eat them. You know what? I take it back. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Daniel, sorry, everybody. <laughs> Daniel Spring says his favourite primate is easily Bigfoot. He's a huge, lovable cryptid dude who just wants to walk around the forest and not be bothered. Mm. There's something very admirable about that. <laughs> but then he says, he, he's, he has a double dip here. He says, but if I had to pick a real one, even though Bigfoot is real, <laughs> I'd say chimpanzees because they are so incredibly smart, show a sense of self-awareness, a high capacity for empathy, 
and seem so fun to be around. <laughs> And then finally, Gary J, who I met over in, in the UK, came to a live do go on. Lovely mm. fella. He said his favorite primate has to be Caesar. Gotta be. Also, yeah, such a good, such a good character. The whole, pretty much the inspiration for this show, like mm. 100% really. Because uh, <laughs> I know when you had Mark and Ben on, they weren't as impressed with the third film, but I thought it was great. It ended the story with so much heart. That, that's nice. Uh, I have no comment on that. <laughs> no, you don't. Have you seen I those mean, films? I mean, you looked to us. No. You haven't seen Planet of the Apes? No. You haven't seen Lion King too. Yeah, what the fuck do you want to watch? <laughs> same diff, same diff. Fair enough. Um, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, where can people find you too? Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Good um, work, everyone. We have an Instagram for our podcast, which is at Batch Pitch Pod. Yeah. I think you can listen to and our podcast. And Twitter. Too. And Twitter. So we talk about The Bachelor, but then when The Bachelor's not on, we just <laughs> we just talk shit. We just wing it. <laughs> so um, that's what we've been doing. We just watched a movie. We both just watched a movie today that we're going to do a oh podcast on this afternoon. Do you know do The Jungle Book? One Chance to Dance. One so Chance bad. to Dance. One Chance to Dance sounds like a great amount oh. of fun. Watch what it happens on after this? And then listen to the podcast yeah. about it. Can um, you let us know what, what happens if you don't take your chance to dance? I guess you'd, you'd don't dance. You're done. Yeah. And you don't, you you don't never get to dance, dance again. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you only have one chance. Yeah, what part one. of this don't you understand? It's a very simple concept. Yeah, one no. chance to dance. Okay. <laughs> I think it's starting to sink in now. Anyway, um, also, uh, Naomi's uh, pilot is on ABC iView. Yeah. I guess. Uh, why are you like this? And YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'll link Whichever to the way. YouTube so people can yeah. see it yeah. anywhere. Um, it's not geo blocked. No, it's not. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? Um, and it's on YouTube too. Didn't you say? See the yes, take. Yes, we said that. Sorry, Danielle. I zoned out for one second. See the take that Naomi thinks I nailed it in. Yeah. <laughs> and imagine how bad the others are. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, if I don't know when this comes out, but uh, I'm taking my solo show to London uh, between in January, some between the 23rd of January to the 3rd of Feb, I think. This comes out in theater. less than a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, get to London <laughs> by the 23rd of January. We've got London listeners. Oh, do you? Okay. Yep. Well, guys, come if you want to hear a story about a rural girl. <laughs> you are really understanding. It's a great show. Sorry. Danielle's it's a, a very funny comedian. Uh, we both did raw comedy um, in 2016 together. Only one of us won. Um, and that person is do- well. I guess that I'm sitting in a room with two winners of raw comedy right now, aren't I? Only, raw the comedy, 20 only the best win. Twenty. Only the best win. And then 14. there's me. Twenty fourteen. Raw comedy twenty fourteen. Raw comedy twenty sixteen. And a finalist still pretty good. Um, but Danielle won because she's so funny, and she won best newcomer at Melbourne Comedy Festival with this with show. This with show this which I thought you it was so funny in Thank London. You. It is very funny. Thank you. So I'm selling it for you. Thank you. Highly you recommend learn how it. to do a pitch, Danielle. Sorry. It's just, you know, when you're talking about yourself, Yeah, it's hard to do. Get hard. over it. I'll, uh, I'll put a link to the tickets in the show notes if you want to find out about that. Also, links in the show notes will be to Primates social media, which is Primates Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow our individual pages as well. Yeah, I'll put I'll link I'll link that to there as well if there's enough space. So you can follow Naomi Higgins on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow Daniel Walker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then you can follow Badge Bitch Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and it's all different content. 
Yeah. On all of them. So. We, we also now have an email, but nobody checks it, so don't do that. Email us at batchpodcast at gmail.com. You can't put bitch in Gmail. That will not let you put in the handle. Thank you. Is that true? Yeah. That's Same with Facebook. No bitch. Who's the bitch now, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Tell you what. Totally. Uh, <laughs> and you, uh, you can email uh, primates at primatespod at gmail.com. If you've got any ideas for... Um, Topics last week I did a report about a monkey that took a selfie that led to some long amount of legal action. I did a report sort of in the oh, style of do go pic. on. And it's such an amazing picture. But, yeah, if you haven't heard that episode yet, it's totally worth checking out. And I'm keen to do more interesting stories like that if anyone has any suggestions. Please email in. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we normally riff a sign out like we do it every okay. week, but yeah. we're just one of the guests will riff it. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, Naomi, and also you, Danielle. And as we always say on the show, I'll ape you. <laughs> I was going to say I'll commit. Ape... I'll ape your bums. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't. You got me on the spot. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.